0: Welcome to the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast, where we redefine success and empower moms to thrive in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Kimberly, a wife, mom to four young kids, tech strategist, and business owner times three. We'll dive deep into the unique journey of moms who are taking charge, building businesses, and creating wealth because we know that life is about so much more than just financial success. Join us as we explore the stories, triumphs, and challenges of these incredible women who are balancing entrepreneurship, motherhood, and everything in between. We'll discuss strategies for building thriving businesses, nurturing our relationships, and taking care of ourselves. Because let's face it, being a mom and a CEO requires a superpower. This isn't your average business podcast. We keep it real, raw, and relatable. Just genuine conversations with amazing CEO moms who are rocking their lives while building wealth on their terms. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, find a cozy spot, and get ready to be inspired, empowered, and know that you're not alone. Together, we'll shatter glass ceilings, redefine success, and show the world that being a CEO mom is the ultimate superpower. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to another solo episode of the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. I am, I I don't know that I would say excited to bring you today's Topic, but I feel like it's really important and it's something that we need to be talking about. And I think that I just explain it in a really easy way. And that's always my goal with everything that we're sharing as far as wealth building and being a CEO mom. So, as we are sort of getting to the end of the year here, right? It's November. And, you know, taxes aren't really on your brain just yet taxes are obviously on my brain year-round but everyone gets into this frenzy right come January whether they're trying to get their numbers together gather all of their documentation find a professional to work with and it just becomes this mad dash and you don't know if you have everything correct, you don't know if you're missing anything, and you certainly don't know if you've chosen the right professional to work with. And so that's what I wanna talk to you about today is finding the right professional who is qualified, that's gonna be our very first thing, but also who is just the right fit for you, for your personality, for your type of business, and your overall needs. And this conversation has come up a lot in the past because I think that accountant, the term accountant or CPA is a very vague term in all honesty, right? Within the accounting realm, there are professionals that only do bookkeeping or only do payroll or only do tax preparation. So you need to figure out the right type of accountant or CPA for your specific needs right do you need someone who's in payroll do you need someone for tax preparation and you need to figure out are you going to have that all in a one-stop shop which i'm actually not a fan of and i'll talk about why are you going to work with them year round most of these people in my opinion you should be it should be more than just one time a year so you know, most importantly is, is figuring out who you need. Do you need the bookkeeper? Do you need someone who's going to be a payroll provider? Do you need someone to help you with your taxes? Maybe you've only had a tax preparer in the past, but you need, you need a tax strategist now, right? And remember that your needs for your business, for your family, for your personal life, they all evolve as you evolve as your business evolves and changes, right? All of that is very important to take into consideration when you're thinking about who you want to work with. So let's talk about qualifications first. I wanna talk about qualifications. So you've decided that you need, and I'm just gonna go with tax because obviously I can speak all day long, about tax professionals and tax strategists and I hope that y'all can't hear the kids in the background they're off of school today that was unexpected that they're off of school today and my calendar was not prepared for them to be off of school keeping it real so once you make sure that you've chosen the right person next you want to make sure that they are qualified and educated at their role and then we're going to get into are they the right fit for you and your business so you know I will leave with the caveat that tax planning, tax strategy, good financial advice, good financial professionals is one area where I really feel like you get what you pay for most of the time um, and it's just not something that you should cheap out on. Um, most of the clients that have come to us with issues, they were definitely working with firms that were more high volume, low cost, right? And so they were getting that level of service. I don't ever condone or justify uh, a professional or a firm not doing what they say they're going to do just because they've taken on more clients than they can chew. Um, but that is a lot of what we're seeing in the industry. So a qualified professional is, you know, one who knows not only what they're doing, they are truly an expert, but they have a growth mindset and they are proactively reaching out to you. And that person should absolutely be saving you more money than what you're paying them, in my opinion. And even if it's not always quantifiable in tax savings, for example, their knowledge, their proactive planning, and their business advice should be a partner in catapulting your business to success. That is that is what we do for our client. So, you know, when you're thinking about what qualifications you want to review, whether you are th- reflecting on the current professional that you're using, maybe you've never had anyone before. Um, maybe you are actively searching for one, maybe you're not searching for one, but I still want you to listen to these, these thoughts because, you know, you don't, we say it all the time, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know if you're not asking, if you don't know the questions that you should be asking your professional, your CPA, then, and they're not offering this information to you, you don't know that you're missing out, right? So... If you're going to a one-stop shop, you need to make sure that that accounting firm is so big that they're going to have different departments so that each department is an expert in their specific accounting area, right? Do they have payroll experts? Do they have tax planning experts? Business advisory, all the different things, right? Because the the one-stop shops that offer everything under the sun, but they only have three or four people there. The reality is that they cannot be experts in everything. It's just not, it's just not possible. And so I want you to think about if you're okay with that, if you're okay with being at a big firm, then that's great right you can just roll with it and you can be sm- you can be a small fish in a big pond however most of the clients that we're working with they don't they don't want to be nameless with their accountant or their CPA they want them to know who they are and that's something that we really, really believe in here is really being partners and knowing our clients. And if you go to a bigger firm, that's just not going to happen. So you really need to think about if they're going to be large enough that they can be your bookkeeper and your tax strategist and your CFO and your payroll provider. They better be really big, but they're probably not going to be giving you high-level service. The next thing that I want you to think about is their credentials. Are they a CPA? Are they an EA, an enrolled agent, if they do taxes? Are they a certified tax coach? Where did they go to school? What is their experience? Um, How long have they been doing this? What types of other businesses do they work with? What revenue and profit levels are those businesses at, right? Ask the questions. And then also think about the investment that you need to make with them. I've kind of already said that, you know, I don't think you need to go with the most expensive person out there. And look, people come and think that we're expensive at our firm and we are far, I know we're not the cheapest, but we are far from the most expensive by a lot. But just think about, you know, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. If they're not charging you a lot, that means they're going to have to have a lot of clients to make money and they're not going to give you the service that you want and deserve. What type of, of approach do they take, right? Like when we, a lot of our, our new clients or prospective clients, they really get thrown off when I say relationship. And we really believe that we have a relationship with our clients, Um because that is the only way that we can truly make sure that our clients are successful. We have to know them. We have to know their business. And we care. And in a relationship, you care. And we also take a very collaborative approach with them, right? It's not, we say do this, so you have to do it, right? It's, we, we suggest this. Here's why there's that educational component to it. And then we help guide them in making a decision because yes, they're paying us for our expert advice, but at the end of the day, they are the business owner and they get to make the decision, but we want them to be fully educated and, and know that we're here supporting them as they come to the decision that they need to be making. Also think about what do their touch points look like? What is the frequency of those touch points? A big one that I've realized in the last year is response times. So our response times at our firm are within about 24 hours every now and then. It might get closer to 48 hours, but we really strive for 24. And we have clients that have waited three months for responses from their professionals and wound up never getting them. And that's part of the reason that they're no longer with those people. And then the other suggestion that I would make, and I've finally we're getting back to this, but interview more than one professional. Don't just go with the person whose webinar you listen to. Don't just go with the person whose advertisement you saw on Facebook. Don't just go with the cheapest person. Don't just go with the person who your friend recommended. I actually think that that referrals from business owners or friends who are similar to you is good. But remember that we're all running different businesses. We all value and prioritize different things. So just because someone is either really good for your friend's business or they really connect doesn't mean that that's going to be the same for you. So I want to actually give you some questions to ask or think about when you're reflecting on who you currently work with or um, interviewing someone. Like ask, ask questions. So one question that i like is can you give me some examples of clients you work with i don't need names but i would really appreciate revenue ranges profit margins and industries because and here's why this question is important strategies are way different at seven figures eight figures versus just hitting six figures right one of my eight figure clients is like is is tax strategy on steroids Go be corp isn't going to work for them. We did that years ago when they eight years ago when they started working with me, right? And I've seen them go from high seven figures to eight figures since we've been working together. Another question is, and this is this is more um, if you're already working with someone, but I think that you'll also get this vibe. Think about this question when you're interviewing for for a new person. Do you feel like you're asking permission from them? This is more of a mindset thing. Um, I, I believe that you should ask them for advice. I think that you should trust their advice when they give it because why hire them if you're not going to take that advice? But I don't think that you should ask them permission to make the moves that you want to make in your business. If you know your numbers and you know the cash flow is there and you've determined the ROI of some decision that you're making, I really just don't see why you should feel like you need to ask them for permission. And I would say that's more in like the the bookkeeping CFO realm than the tax realm because, you know, when it comes to tax situations, we still have to follow the IRS rules. And so sometimes we have to say, you know, that the IRS isn't going to allow that. So they're not really asking us permission. They're asking the IRS for permission and we are the interpreters of the IRS code for our clients. Another question is, does it seem like they are holding you back so again accounting professionals as a whole are known for having a more conservative nature and so I think that it's easy for many out there to not have a growth mindset I'm I'm progressive for a CPA but still pretty conservative as a, as a human, right? Because it's, it's in my nature to want to see the savings go up and to want to have cushions for a rainy day, right? That's like I've just seen a lot of things go bad and go wrong and so that's always in the back of my mind. But a common response I hear from a lot of accountants out there is cut expenses. But that's not always the right strategy especially if you're in growth or scaling mode, right? So just make sure that they are in a growth mode and that they have a growth mindset, right? Um, You know, and and that's something that we sort of tell our prospective clients is that if you're not – in growth mode we may not be the firm for you I believe in sustaining right and if there's a reason that you're sustaining if maybe you're not growing your revenues but you are scaling so that you can get some of your time back that is still growth that's just a different that's a different type of growth right and so that's really what I want you to think about here as you're going through this from a, from a point of, you know, being in growth mode because I'm always educating myself. I am here to meet you where you're at. I want to be a partner who's going to catapult you to success in that sustainable way aligned with your vision and your goals. But I want you, I want you to be wanting to grow too. And I want you to be thinking about how can I make more money instead of just always cutting expenses. And I also think that, you know, cutting back on expenses when, you know, I somebody um in a mastermind that I was in, she was like, should I cut this? Should I cut that? But they were her biggest lead generators, y'all. She would have been cutting off her pipeline of customers. So in, in, in the first month, it would have seemed like she was saving money, but in months two, four, six, eight, ten, 10, and 12, she would have been bleeding more money because she wouldn't have had the revenue coming in. So you just have to think about all that. And you want somebody who's going to think like that too. Are they coming to you with innovative ideas? And that language there, it's important. Are they coming to you? Now, That's not to say that some of our clients don't come to us with, well, what about this? Or I heard about this. My friend does this. And then we talk about it. But it's also my job to bring them creative ideas based on what we know, based on being involved and being a partner in their business. And the last one is, are you aligned in how you both approach money? And you know, we all have money stories. We all have have money mindset blocks that we are working through. And you know what, as long as you were actively working on it, that is the most important part. But just make sure that, you know, in talking about, um, like the holding you back scenario, right? My approach is how can we, how can you make more money? I don't want you to cut out Go into Starbucks. If that is a small something that makes you happy, then how do we figure out how much you need to be able to get your Starbucks once a week? If you desperately need an executive assistant or a virtual assistant, okay, how much is that going to cost you? And how do we get you that additional revenue? Could that be through tax strategy, right? Could that be saving you $2,000 a month in your taxes through a proactive tax plan, and that pays for your VA, right? So, how do you approach money? How do you approach your mindset and your story with money? So, these were just some really important things that I want you to think about as we're coming into the end of the year here. I don't want you to be that person who is mad dashing to find a new person in January or even worse, April, because Your current CPA or tax professional didn't actually get to your tax return even though you turned everything in. And I have heard that two times just in the last couple of months that our clients waited three months for their tax professionals to actually get started on their tax return. And that's just not acceptable, y'all. And to make it even worse, they didn't even have any communication with them, letting them know that it was going to be another month until they got to their tax return or where they were in the process. And then they didn't even respond to our now clients when they inquired about it. So, you know, anybody typically, if you find somebody in March or April who says, yes, I can do your taxes and have them filed on time, be skeptical. Why do they have availability? Are they over committing themselves? Because I can tell you, if you come to us after about March 15th, more than likely, unless you are a form 1040 with a couple of W-2s, you are going to probably get extended, especially being a new client. Because how can my team and I dive in and make sure that we have a full understanding of everything going on for your business? without really diving in and asking questions and giving you the time and attention that you deserve. But we can't give during the busyness, the height of tax season. So think about that and don't, don't go trying to find people at the very end of tax season. Even if you're looking in January, January isn't too, too bad, but I promise the time is now. Start interviewing someone now so that you can make sure that they're qualified, so that you can make sure that they're a good fit for you, so that you can make sure you have all of your ducks in a row before 2023 actually comes to an end. We recently had a new client sign. They interviewed originally, they interviewed us in May, and they went with someone who was cheaper. And in September, they came back and asked for a follow-up consult call so that the spouse could meet us and hear us and they signed with us because cheaper is not always better they haven't really made any progress in those four months and now we're hurrying to get a lot of things done for 2023 that need to get done before the year comes to an end so I really hope that you found this episode helpful um I hope that it gave you some good questions if you are, you know, if you were on, on the cusp of thinking about if your person was, if your CPA was the right fit for you, if your expectations are too high, you know, your expectations probably aren't too high. Unfortunately, I'm just seeing such a low bar, especially for women and the way that they speak so condescendingly and I just, I struggle with it. So If you don't have someone locked in that you love for next year, the time is now for you to start interviewing new candidates so that you can find them before the end of the year, before the mad dash tax rush, but also because you still have about six weeks left to do some 2023 tax strategy and save money. And if you haven't found your home or the right fit tax strategist and tax accountant for you and your business and your family, I encourage you to reach out to us. You can send me an Instagram on D, uh, a DM on Instagram at Tara CPA firm and we can chat. You can book a consult call with us, right? They're free because this is too important to leave until the last minute. This is too important for you to just take the person that answers your call or responds to your email in March or April of next year. You deserve better. You are worthy of more. You've worked so hard as a CEO mom to get where you are in business. Don't let making a bad choice of a financial professional, because again, you don't know what you don't know. Don't let a bad choice derail you from building wealth and using your business to skyrocket your family's success. Okay, I hope y'all have a good day and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and found inspiration in the stories of our incredible CEO moms. If you found value in this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend who could benefit from our empowering conversations and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more listeners. This ensures we can continue to deliver content that resonates with you and together we can create a community of CEO moms who uplift and inspire one another. And remember, building wealth is about more than just financial success. It's about creating a life that fulfills and empowers you. So keep thriving, chasing your dreams, and nurturing your relationships. You're an extraordinary CEO mom. See you next time.